0: The following podcast series was recorded between January and December of 2015. Originally hosted on the Horophilia Podcast Network, it has now transitioned to the Podcast Under the Stairs Collective. Myself and Andy Blockley would like to extend our gratitude once again to Jason Lloyd at the Horophilia Podcast Network for giving this podcast an opportunity to stay on that network for a couple of years and accumulate hundreds of downloads and great communication with legions of fans. The next instalment of the Doing the Nasty podcast, looking at the DPP third tier movie list, will start January 2020. Duncan McLeish will be joined by Mark Ball, who will be replacing Andy Blockley on this podcast, and will release one episode each month covering two films from the tier three DPP video nasty list. But until that season drops, please enjoy these archives.
1: Oh. Nasty. Nasty. Yeah. They were called nasties and they were nasty. Some of the things that we've seen are so horrific. These films not only affect young people, but I believe they affect adults as well an extravaganza of gory violence capable of depraving and corrupting those who watched it. I have never seen the video, Mr. I wouldn't. I actually don't need to see what I know is in that film.
0: And welcome to Doing the Nasty Podcast. This is episode number two. I am one of your hosts, Duncan McLeish from the podcast Under the Stairs. My co-host, Mr Andy Blockley from Big Horror and Little Podcast is also with me. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you today? I'm doing really well. This is uh, We've got over the initial daunting task of a first episode, which yep. is good.
2: Always good. Get it under the belt.
0: And um, it seemed to have went down quite well. The the feedback generally has been quite positive. Yeah, it's
2: great. And loads of people on the Facebook page already. That's awesome. I noticed loads being added. That's cool.
0: Yeah, and people are coming over and there's there's already some chat about some particular nasty films that people are looking forward to coming up to and obviously comments about ones that we had seen it turns out um which i've been practicing in the last fortnight (laughs) um two weeks two weeks uh, uh a lot of people out there dig that movie and quite a few people not seen absurd so hopefully our impassioned review of that will spur some folk
2: over to check that movie out. Awesome, and no one's going to bother with Axe. No, no, she didn't mention that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no one's going to bother with Axe. Like I get a sneaky suspicion, no one's going to bother with Blood Feast from this week. But um, maybe yeah. they will. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we ha- we're back with another three from the prosecuted video nasties list. Um, reviews will be of The Beast in Heat from 1977. Um, they will be for Bloodbath from 1971. And Bloodfeast. And every time we do this show or we have a conversation, I'm like, I think this movie is the oldest movie on the list. I can now confirm Succeeded categorically right? yeah. yeah, that Bloodfeast is the oldest movie on the list, nineteen sixty-three. Um so I'm looking forward to chatting about those. But I need to ask you first, Andy, um I, I I mean, because we've chatted about what the nasties were and people now have a an understanding and we will be touching on future episodes more on the characters involved, more to do with the government, yep. more to do with the the media and more to do with the uh, Mary Whitehouse. Um uh, me, her fucking soul burning hell. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about that. But in between, uh, have you seen a good horror movie or a bad horror movie? Just one movie in the in the last two weeks since I spoke to you? And if, if so,
2: what was it? Do you know, I've been watching a lot of old Ray Harryhausen films. The nice. Moment. I've been watching the Sinbad movies. Clash of the Titans, Jason and the Argonauts. Um, so I'm just loving that at the minute. I've been going through loads of old retro stuff as well. The Return of the Living Dead Part Two landed on my doorstep mm. this morning. Awesome! I love that movie. <laughs> I'm going to be watching that tonight. I'm um, going to watch Disco Path. I'm going to check that out tonight as well. Um, so yeah, I've just been checking out like old sort of 50s and 60s. You know, they called it dynamation, didn't they? I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Finally, yeah. they called it animation, it was going to put off the adults. Um, <laughs> But I think I messaged you saying about Jason and the Argonauts, like that scene with Talos is awesome.
0: Oh, I honestly, the thing about, and this is one of the reasons that I think a lot of horror fans of a particular age or a particular generation, maybe not so much the the young upstarts these days, cling to things like um, practical effects, claymation, you know, animatronics, this sort of thing, is because it really does have a kind of timeless feel. I mean, you can watch any of those movies now and you're just instantly captivated by how seamless it looks. Yeah, in some cases with the skeletons and the, the Argonauts,
2: some of them look a bit dodgy. Um, you yeah, know, like, it's more creepy for me, the fact that it's a bit jittery. And, like, yeah. you know, like Talos, and especially, like, with Medusa in Clash yes. of the Titans, the fact that she moves a bit odd. You know, like, um, almost in some of the J-horror films when it's a bit jerky? Mm-hmm that adds to the effect for me, that adds to the creepiness and it just, and the fact that it's something tangible on the screen that you could actually touch, rather than just some commu- kind of like computer generated image. Yeah, I just think it's awesome. I was looking like they've remade Um, Jason and the Argonauts have done like a TV movie
0: that's right yeah and
2: like everything is just done with obviously it's bad CGI because it's a TV movie there's not much of a uh, budget Mm. the fucking CGI is awful it's like for me give me that animation you know like the claymation thing any day of the week I just think it's awesome and it's probably nostalgia for me because I imagine a lot of kids might watch these today and think it looks shit yeah but there's just something about it for me like still kind of recaptures the same thing that he did in, as a kid like I can just I don't know there's something about it I just find yeah. it really charming I think it's great
0: yeah I mean th- these are the movies that, I mean they were always on the tv at christmas and yeah easter and things like over here so i I grew up with them and i'm very much the same i I, there is something quite creepy and otherworldly about the the animation of those Mm. those those figures that make i mean if a skeleton did come out the ground i don't think it would have the fluent motion of a cgi skeleton i would like to think it would be quite creaky and yeah exactly and, and all the rest so yeah that's 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 super cool what about you i have been a trolling through quite a lot of old stuff as well i've been um running the train on some Vincent Price um so i got oh, the, like, uh, the gothic
2: uh, box set
0: yeah i got that but also got at christmas um the the uh, double set of the the Fibes movies uh, so I'm,
2: I'm looking i'm just waiting for that to come down in price yeah it's amazing yeah. it's it's really
0: really really good um so i'd seen the uh, abominable mr Fives. Um, before, and uh, I I love that movie. I think it's one of one of those like hidden gems in the price back catalogue. Okay, it's um, Had never seen the second one though. Really. This was, yeah, yeah. It was one that I, I knew the premise of it um, quite famously, like a uh, uh, possibly a year and a half ago. Uh, Johnny Krug over at Kruger Nation covered both movies. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he he really enjoyed both of them. He enjoyed the first one more than the second one, and yeah. that, I think that kind of put me off going to check them out as much um, like the second one but the the arrow cut of both movies is is delightful Um, it's really cool it's ridiculous and when you see how far they had Potential ideas for the Fibes character. Mm-hmm. They had like, they were going to do like a full series of movies where um, you're talking about five or six oh, really? okay. potential uh, Fives movies, and they didn't get that far. And part of me is all right with that. I quite like the ending in the second one, it kind of ties the story up. Yeah. Um, and then working through the Six Gothic Tales box set, so yeah. checked out The um, Pit of the Pendulum, which I reviewed for Rock and roll reviews mm-hmm. a while ago. Love that movie, really yeah. love that movie. Um, checked out The Raven, which is a movie I grew up with. We used to have okay. that on. We recorded that off the telly when I was really young, and right. I've seen it about a million times. <laughs> um, and last night, although I fell asleep halfway through it, I started watching the Tombalgiel, which is another favourite of mine. So, um, and may I just say on air, thank you very much for the gift. No problem. It's very, very kind of you. Uh, Andy got me um, the Steelbook Blu-ray of uh, Lords of Salem, which is a movie which. I've spoken about it before. I, I like about two thirds of that movie. Last 15 minutes kind of, uh, they don't stick with me. It just it kind of goes too weird, which is interesting considering a bit the movie script we're gonna be talking about tonight. Um, but is I the am, disc
2: in the shape of the record?
0: It is, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's awesome. It like, actually looks like a vinyl record.
2: Because I got the German import because obviously I've not got multi region player in it. Mine isn't like that. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Mine's just
0: oh. normal CD with Heidi's face. Why do they do that? I don't. Yeah. I've never, I've never understood this. Are we, are we in the UK like to bitch about foreign versions of things, while people in foreign countries like America like to bitch about all the things that we get that they don't. Yeah. Like that Phantasm collectors um, DVD set, which is actually in the sphere. The fucking oh, yeah, lovely, that. really really nice. They never released that in America, which. But- seems a bit strange I mean it's not a massive
2: deal because how, how often do you look at your disc it's just like oh come on if you're going like, to give it to everybody don't just give it to the steelbook people do you know what I mean yeah because it is cool as fuck it being a vinyl you know because it's obviously the vi- it's the record that they send Heidi isn't it in the uh, that's right yeah <laughs> um,
0: it's super, super cool though thank you very recovery, much Good you're welcome so um, I think with all that kind of patting ourselves on the back talking about how awesome we are right at the start <laughs> Might I'll well just get out of the way. I mean.
2: that's, that's um, One more <laughs> thing, actually. Um, oh yes. I just wanted to say, you know, how we do this rating about slap on the wrist community service. I was just wondering if in America it is called community service, and people wonder what we're on about.
0: That is a valid point. Um, yeah, I thought what I thought community service was an American thing. I thought we okay. just. I think I think it originates in America, and the UK have just stolen it, right. like everything else, like sweet sixteen birthday parties. <laughs> thanks thanks for that, America.
2: On Black dec- Friday.
0: Yeah, Black Friday and wedding wedding list, Get you know these gift lists that you get now? Yeah. Uh, baby showers, Thanks for that, America.
2: So it's always just expensive.
0: Yeah, it is. Don't, too much money over there. Too much money and not enough sense. Let's, edu- <laughs> let's educate these folk on some nasties. That's what I think we should do. Let's do um So we're going to take a very short break. Uh, Andy has compiled uh, a, nice, uh, a nice intro into this one with uh, more more comments from educated learning fellows uh, talking about these movies. You're also going to hear some promos for shows on the Horophilia network. Um, And we're going to return with our first movie review, which is from 1977. It's The Beast in Heat, right after this. Hey,
1: kids. Do you like horror movies? Do you like podcasts? Do you like people called Gil and Roscoe? If you do, you're going to love Gil Gil and and Roscoe's Bodacious Horror. Horror Podcast. Every week, you'll join your hosts Gil and Roscoe, who'll discuss a range of topics, including juice drinks, alcoholic drinks, lollipops, bobby socks, robocop, uncomfortable chairs, comfortable <laughs> chairs. <laughs> it sounds absolutely nothing like our podcast. Um,
2: well, it, it should be a representation of our podcast, so we should start off with a pure cheesy intro and then just uh-huh. be like, actually, no. That that sounds way too upbeat for us. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's some dead classy music in the background and people would think we're really high class gentlemen. We are. High class gentlemen. That's just not what our podcast is like. Right. So that's Gill and Roscoe's Podacious Horror Podcast. Look for us on iTunes, Facebook and Twitter. What is it? Well, it tied in with all those Nazi concentration camp movies of the time, and it is pure concentrated camp, let's make no mistake. It's not very good. The torches are pretty sub-ILSA, which is obviously where the influence of this movie comes from. It's rubbish, of course. It's tasteless. Only an idiot would really sort of be taken in by this sub-ILSA nonsense. But, of course, that's what the DPP were, idiots. I'm certain that my creature will give you a demonstration of its virility that no human being could be capable of (laughs) imagining. I only want you to experience a moment of intense pleasure. Lieutenant Helen Crash of General Command. I am a human being. I can only deplore what you're doing here to these poor creatures. And you, how do you find the experiment? Excellent. Mm. I think you're a genius. You're wonderful, Doctor Crash. I can't wait to see your methods. Do you find me more exciting? You're just a bitch on heat.
2: welcome back okay so we've got our first movie review coming up for tonight and it's going to be the beast in heat this is an italian movie from 1976 directed by ivan katansky um it's got a few other names ss hell camp ss experiment camp 2 horrifying experiments of the ss last days so quite a few random uh, different names released in june 1982 um and then added to the famous list in October nineteen eighty-three and has never been removed. Um, so it's still banned, apparently. This. And basically the movie it's just about a weird kind of Nazi experiment camp. Interchanged with just some war scenes. Um it's it's really blatant exploitation, this one, isn't it, Duncan? It's just oh, yeah. scenes. Scenes of rape, well, supposedly. I'm going to go on in a minute to talk about how unconvincing that is. Um, scenes of torture. Um, it kind of starts with this sort of weirdy-looking Neanderthal kind of guy, isn't he? He
0: does. It kind of it kind of looks like the missing link. He <laughs> does. between prehistoric man and uh, and um, us.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. And the, there's, there's a woman running this camp, um, and she says. This guy, is going to put on a show of virility that no human being could, could ever be capable of. <laughs> Brings in a woman who screams because she thinks, fucking hell, don't put me in that cage with him. He's a very odd-looking guy. We'll, we'll have to post him a picture. Yeah. Um, and then he, he basically starts shagging her, right, raping her. But mm-hmm. they do this weird thing where, to make it kind of look like a realistic sex scene, they zoom in so you can, like, see, you know, the genitalia of these people. Mm-hmm. You can see his cock flopping around. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to put on a show of virility that no human could be capable of, but then I can see his floppy cock. <laughs> so you failed, sir. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, the, and the woman, like, the other kind of officer, she goes, oh, this experiment is wonderful. Yeah. What experiment? Like... <laughs> What is the experiment? Yeah, it's raping people—it's mental. And she says to like one of the other guys, this male kind of private. She goes, uh, "Are you excited, private?" And he goes, "Of course. Who wouldn't be?" It's like, "What do you mean? It's a rape!" <laughs> oh yeah, who doesn't love a good rape? Mental. And then she like slaps him round the face. I don't know why. Um, yeah, she she slaps him in the face basically to
0: tell him that um, officers of the Reich. Um, should not be excited, happy or sad about anything that she carry out their duty. Oh, okay. They're and just, then she like, she, wanders, she wanders over <laughs> to the uh, one of these women fucking scientists, asks her
2: if she likes it and she's like, oh yes, this is wonderful. And then she just starts getting off with her. Yeah. It's just no reason. She's a right <laughs> horny minx, this one. And then we, like, we go to this, I mean, there's, there's like war scenes, isn't there, kind of into splice and you've got this um, guy who's really strictly adhering to the Geneva Convention. Like he's, He blows up a bridge but he waits until the thing goes across. Mm -hmm. Like he obviously doesn't want to kill anyone, but these are so insignificant for me, these scenes. It's just basically filler, isn't it, until we go back to the experiment camp. Um we like see another really unconvincing sex scene where they again like zoom in on the genitalia, but you can see it's so close that you can see that no penetration's occurring. So it kind of defeats the object of zooming in do you know what I mean because yeah. they're meant to be showing that it's real sex by zooming in but then because they've zoomed in so far you can see that his cock's nowhere nearer yeah there's a fucking bizarre thing going on and then it makes me laugh actually like his commander rings him and he jumps up and he salutes even though he's on the phone I thought you fucking mug yeah <laughs> I like <he> can't even <laughs> see you <laughs> But like I say, then, you know, it's just interplayed, isn't it, with these war scenes. Um, yeah. And some of it is really fucking horrific. Like, mm-hmm. the princip- in principle, like, what's going on? Like there's a bit where they throw a baby into the air and shoot it. Yeah. Which was done far more brutally and realistic in Rambo 4. But for, you know, for, <laughs> the, for 1976... <laughs>
0: Do you think Sylvester Stallone has seen this film when I'm having that? Hey, so
2: that this is one I love this movie. I'm going to leave the rapes and stuff out, but I'm going to fucking have the baby tossing <laughs> scene because that is mental. <laughs> um, and then like we go back to the camp again, and there's like another supposed rape scene, but like I'm I'm not sure if the director doesn't seem to have any concepts regarding like the logistics of male and female intercourse. But you can't have sex with someone when their legs are shut. Yeah. do you know what I mean and again it's just so unrealistic and but what they're going for is obviously pretty horrendous raping and and stuff but it just just doesn't get carried off because it's just so fake looking Mm. Um, but then to even things out because we've had quite a lot of female sexual torture we go on to a bit of male and have a bit of knob whipping (laughs) (laughs) just got a bloke strung up getting whipped on the knob Um, then it kind of just goes goes back to some really laughable stock footage of war that's, like, not even got the same colour palette as the film we're watching, and then he, like, goes back to more torture. I'm skipping through this quite quickly because it is just literally a back and forth, isn't it, between the war scenes, the torture scenes, and then it kind of comes to its climax where we've got... And this is where it gets a little bit brutal, but again, it's because it's so fucking fake. Mm A bit more torture, electro-minge treatment. I wrote notes. (laughs) A woman's got... Like electrodes, like to her fanny lips, and she's getting electrocuted. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. <laughs> but then the thing that made me laugh, I can't remember what film it's in, but they do this thing in another film where, like, they put a metal bucket on someone's stomach,
0: uh-huh.
2: and they get a blowtorch on the bucket, and, oh.
1: there's,
2: and there's rats under the bucket, and apparently the bucket gets so hot that, that the rats, the rats burrow out through yeah. the person's stomach.
1: What's so, that from?
2: Um, I think it's one of the Fast and the Furious films is it? They just kind of allude to it. You don't see it in gruesome detail, Where they put yeah. a bucket on a guy and you see some, like, scratches. But, obviously, this is meant to work with rats, OK? When they take the bucket off, they're guinea pigs. Yeah, they're not rats at all. Or gerbils, but they're definitely not rats. Um, and then you've got, like, a nail-pulling scene where a woman's, like, sitting having her fingernails pulled out and she actually says, Oh, you're hurting me. Mm-hmm. So well yeah it's a torture scene it's a weird thing to say when someone's torturing you it's not like someone stood on your foot um so it's weird it's like in principle the, the it's really pretty like gruesome stuff but then just there's random outbursts of like stupid dialogue that just kind of ruins it mm-hmm. um then we go back to the man in the cage and then he does this really weird thing where he like rips a woman's pubes off yeah and starts eating them now i don't know about you duncan but even just having one stray pube in your mouth is like
0: (coughs) yeah it's yeah it's it's like it's like the worst thing ever it's is basically is basically the equivalent of eating spaghetti and someone telling you you're eating worms (laughs) so why is he putting a whole mouthful of pubes in his mouth it's a fetish thing must be a fetish thing
2: yeah absolutely it could be um and then basically just a bit bit more rape. Um, the arsehole kind of SS woman ends up in the cage with a rapey guy. But again, if you're going to try and convincingly show me a rape, you can't also show me a floppy cock flopping around because <laughs> that just contradicts it, doesn't it? Do yeah. I mean, is it a rape or is it a floppy penis? Because you can't have both. Um, and you know I, I can't even remember what happens like, in the last five minutes of this. I mean, they both get shot, don't they? The like the yeah. SS woman and the you know the Neanderthal guy, yeah, and that's kind of it. Yeah,
0: they they, they cut to a scene of of the the priest who's been in in the kind of middle of sequences of you know things. Like, the the story that's happening out with the camp, which is just it doesn't lead anywhere. It doesn't really do anything. But okay. he he gets past him. One of the one of the, like it's like a like a kid or something to carry, and he's what he's walking up in the distance. And you're thinking, oh yeah, he finally got it. a bombs dropped on him. Yeah, and that's it. Done. That's 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 it. Um, yeah, this movie. Um, fuck where to begin with this? Um, right, the 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 director, um, and like you were saying there is it goes under this name of Ivan whatever he's he Um it's not his real name, his no. real name was Luigi Barzelli yeah,
2: or um, something like that
0: yeah, and he apparently did a lot of this, basically did a lot of really cheaply made um, versions of other people's movies is
2: this supposed to be something to do with Ilsa? Uh yes that is basically. Is this, this is really? their equivalent because I haven't seen any of those Oh right, I, I, I also it's actually not
0: all that bad. Um, okay. It's not Did, great. It's is not... it more convincing than this? Um, well, see, I th- I think well it's, it's American for a start, so it's not it's not done in the kind of Italian kind of grindhouse sort of fashion. Okay. So it's a bit better, but it's not much better. Neither neither are convincing movies. Um, like you were saying, the the intersplice actual real scenes from the war. Yeah. So the and that to me is the the bit that kind of gets me taking notice of the movie more than anything is the fact that you know these are real atrocities you're seeing. Some of the sequences in this are laughably bad. Yeah. Um, especially when we cut to sequences of people shooting guns and there's no bullets there's no flash from the gun, there's no you know, there, there's there's no smoke coming off the gun. Yeah. It's like, see, when you're a kid and you grab a stick and go, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what it's like. There's a that sound effect.
2: Not, as a kid, I had to do the noise because I couldn't do the one where you go, tch, 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 I couldn't do the proper <laughs> machine gun. So I always <laughs> had to go, Can you do fucking, the other one?
0: Eh, no, no, I was the same as you. Yeah, there were some lucky people out there that could do that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so, it just doesn't work. The dubbing is awful in this movie. Um, And unfortunately, the only version I could see was a dubbed version. I would have actually preferred to have seen one with with, uh, subtitles, if that exists. I I mean, this movie, there's a couple of things that baffle me. One, uh, what baffles me is why this movie's still banned in this country. I know. Don't understand that. There's movies with far worse content Available in this country. I mean, do um, you,
2: it's just never been... No one's just even bothered, though. I think so, because when...
0: Well, I was doing a bit of reading about this one, and this one, of all the, the videos on the Video Nasty List, this is the one that is the most sought after, because... Most the, the, elusive, yeah, apparently. Yeah, because there was only, like, about 200 and odd copies. Mm. Actually put, like, original copies on VHS... Okay. Um, ...before the band came in to... to full effect, yeah. so there's really only, if you're, if you're a collector of the originals from the prosecuting list, you know, the, the, the infamous number then, you know, this one is like the, the most, this is like the prized Pokemon card
2: mm. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds, I imagine
0: I actually kind of felt like YouTube should have been paying me for watching it <laughs> um, Part of me I had this kind of feeling that, you know, I was like oh no, um, but yeah it's. I mean, I can see Kind of moving on with this, I can because there's really not that much to talk about in this movie. Right. Um, I can see why it was on the banned list because yeah. you have, even though they're poorly shot with floppy cocks, there is graphic male and female nudity mm. in this, like full frontal. Yeah. Um, there is implied as well as poorly acted and poorly staged rape scenes. Yeah, there's genital mutilation. Mm. Um, there is torture. Um, especially when it comes to the whipping. So there's a character that's actually whipped in this, you know, um, so you, you've got that as well. So there's torture in the movie. Yeah. Um, blood is like a minimum. There's not a lot of blood in this movie. Um, no. But it's all the violence that comes around it, even though, like we say, it's poorly acted. So it's not, it doesn't surprise me that it's, I mean, if a movie like I Spit in Your Grave which has like a rape in it, but it has a far more explicit. That's how you do a rape sequence. Not that I'm advocating people record rape sequences yeah. uh, for movies, but, that's, but if you're gonna do um, one, that's <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah. Um so It's just that the, it was so convoluted that the 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 idea of this, which was never explained, that we're in some camp. This woman's conducting experimentations on how to control the enemy populace by basically feeding a Neanderthal aphrodisiacs which will constantly make them fuck people to death <laughs> and that's basically the premise of the movie yeah it's you know it's she's some sort of sexual deviant um, and I will say Andy right up front here that um, you know this movie this movie is is very difficult to masturbate to not impossible no, but 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 very different. I, I managed too. to knock
2: a couple out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I was the same. I I did feel slightly guilty. Yeah. Slightly guilty about how poor the dubbing was.
2: I mean, um, <laughs> if I was fifteen, right, and I found this, I'd probably be thrapping myself into it.
0: Uh, <laughs> like totally, because like, this I remember like you like when you were younger and stuff like that, you didn't have a wide access to the internet. It was basically if there was a flash of a tit in
2: a movie, that was it. A drawing of some tits would be. <laughs> <laughs> Pens, a crayon drawing of tits. A, a cave, pen. a cave painting. Yeah. Uh, so
0: uh, yeah, so yeah, this is it's, it. Kind of the thing about it is though, I get the feeling that the directors just like that mm,
2: boobies. Mm, yeah. Totally. And
0: it just kind of feels it's like a really immature, poorly conceived. Th- this is the epitome of grindhouse to me.
2: Yeah.
0: Like this is this is what that this is exploitation grindhouse at its best this is so much an exploitation movie it's unbelievable um but that unfortunately is the downfall of the movie and that no really any convincing performances in here even with the 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 extreme kind of graphic implied rapes on the screen are are handled in such a poor fashion like andy was saying you can see a lot of floppy dick in this movie which is um, weird because if
2: they just pulled away and you just heard the woman screaming and him grunting, yeah, so much away. more
0: effective, so much. And that would have been terrifying. Mm. Cause he really is quite um the the look of him. He's like, and you were saying we will post a picture in the in the the Facebook page when this episode drops, so people can. Refer back to, but he really did have the biggest forehead and the most. His eyes were practically crossing over; they were that close together. Yeah, it, just completely unevolved guy.
2: Um, and when they introduced the woman, like we get a full shot of him in the cage, holding to the bars, mm. like, fully naked, and you just think, "Fucking hell!" Like if you were presented with that and went, "Right, you're going in there with him in a minute," it, that yeah. is horrendous. But it's oh, almost like it's, it's too laughable. Like you say, it's just not convincing.
0: Yeah, it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and I'll, unfortunately, a lot the movie doesn't work um, but like I say um, there are reasons for why it made that list and I think what we need to do is we need to first grade this movie yeah, and then I think we need to actually discuss whether or not we agree with its inclusion on the list so Andy um, out of our three special grades we'll remind people
2: out there what those grades are uh, if you wouldn't mind sir so we're going to either award the movie a slap on the wrist um, some community service or Hard Time, if it's so horrendous, you know, yeah. going to sentence it to jail. But for this one, for me, um, we've got to give it some community service, I think, just because of the nature of some of the things in this movie. Even though they're not conducted very well and they're not acted very well and they're not very convincing, let me just recap. You know, we've got a baby being thrown in the air and shot. We've got people having electrodes on their genitals um we've got people having their fingernails ripped out a bloke ripping a woman a girl's pubes out and it kind of leaves it you know bare the skin underneath it looks like it zooms in on a red raw fanny we get a woman getting shot in the vagina with a pistol so if you're listing those kind of things off i mean some people might even say fucking hell that sh- hard time for that kind of stuff and i'd agree if it was done well yeah. it would be up there with hard you know in, in the kind of in the sort of elite few that are probably going to make that that lit grading on our list which is not going to be many yeah and um, but yeah, yeah just because of how poorly it's, it's conducted um community service for me i think
0: um i'll agree with you there um like you were saying if if this was executed by a better director and had a bit more money and a bit more time on it this movie i think would be infamous for all the reasons it's trying to be yeah infamous other than the fact it was included on the video nasty list so to me i'm 100 percent with you this is community service and andy um it's inclusion in the list agree or disagree
2: yeah i agree can you mary whitehouse would have turned in a fucking grave <laughs> if she would seen this and but i know she, she hasn't seen it because she didn't watch any of them she but, didn't watch any of them but can like, you imagine her watching this this
0: is this to me would have been this is the movie she should have been banging on the table about she just had a copy of it one of the 200 made smacking it off a table saying this is what is wrong with this shit <laughs> yeah. and i don't say shit that's this film was made me swear um it's gonna give her a heart attack yeah she, yeah she would she would have been long gone um if, if she'd seen this movie back in the 80s uh yeah i think it definitely has to be on the list um uh, for very much the same reasons as it got uh, included with our our grade of a community service is that there is a lot of the stuff that happens in the movie is pretty horrific it's just not handled very well so i could see at the time why anyone who was sitting down and watching this movie would go holy fucking shit you know mm. what i mean this is this is like right from the right from that opening even though it's a poorly filmed rape sequ- sequence right from the rape you know that's pretty much guaranteed it's inclusion on the video nasty list. Yeah clearly. I mean that's
2: like the first two minutes isn't
0: it? Yeah it's pretty much secured itself from that scene onwards that movie could then be about kids picking flowers on the mountainside it could have turned into the Cindy music after that rape sequence and it would have still been on the fucking list. Oh yeah. Definitely. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's our first review out of the way we're going to take another short break. Uh, when we come back Um, this is going to be controversial I'm just putting this out right here right now Mm. me and Andy have been speaking during the week about this movie um, with uh, I I think it's safe to say completely polar opposite stances well you said to me
2: you can't honestly tell me that Bay of Blood is not the best film and I said no it is but it's still (laughs) shit. yeah which to me is
0: like it is is the, the, the kind of verbal comment equivalent of you kicking me in the nuts, while I had one of those electrodes attached on the movie, I'm poking you with the yeah. stick. Is what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear another couple of promos for shows on our network, um, and then the trailer for uh, Blood Bath. And we're going to be right back after this.
1: My name is X, and I'm Cootie. Please consider us your high priest and priestess of satanic cinema.
2: Join us on our podcast, Kiss
1: the Goat, which will drag your soul through some of the finest and worst devil movies of the last 50 years. Devils and demons, exorcisms and possessions, cults and rituals, dogs and cats living together. Is that a devil movie? Maybe. Sort of. I don't know, Beth. We'll talk about it later. Join us on the Horrorfilia Podcast Network every other week as we don our hoods and cloaks and Kiss kiss the the Goat a hell of a good time. I knew you were going to say that. Of course you did. It's in the script. Although it's not one of Barber's best movies, it is quite a classy picture by the standards of of Video Nasties. We're not entirely sure whether Bloodbath came out theatrically in Britain. It was available. Um, It was trade shown, which means it could have been released theatrically. We can't find any evidence of people in real cinemas who saw it. It's sort of gruesome fun rather than gruesome grueling. I think it, its tone is closer to say something like Dr. Fibes or Theatre of Blood than Last House on the Left, which means that its sort of labelling as a nasty is slightly unfair. I mean, it is, it's a, a cut above most of its, its fellows. It's a cut above most Italians of psycho slasher type movies as well. <laughs>
0: Ah, welcome back. So let me let me let me give you some information about my movie. Uh, this movie came out in nineteen seventy-one. Um, it is it was originally known in this country as Blood Bath, but um, it's probably more commonly known as a Bay of Blood. And and I've heard a lot of people say this. I have to agree with them. Probably the coolest name for either a punk band or a movie ever, uh, which is uh, Twitch of the Death Nerve.
2: Awesome.
0: Which was what it was known in the States as. Uh, This one had various names. A previous movie did have various names. I feel remiss in the fact that I didn't mention them. Um, But... yeah uh, like Hell camp and yeah. all that shit uh, but this movie uh, like i say is known as a bear blood twitch of the death nerve bloodbath was its original name it has some italian names that i will not pronounce on this show um, It even got given some terrible names like a uh, last house on the left too <laughs> yeah yeah as well as wait a minute wait a minute uh, the new last house mental which makes no fucking sense at no. all. Anyway, anyway, um, it's more commonly known in this country as A Bay of Blood. Um, and it is directed by Mario Bava, who is a huge hero of mine, <laughs> which may explain why I love this movie so much. Um, right, so,
2: Have you the, got the, some the, mad nostalgia for this? Like, just...
0: it, it's not just a, a mad... I, I mean, Bava to me is the... Ba, Bava's one of the biggest influences on Argento. Okay. In fact, this movie um, was one of the biggest influences on Argento. Argento saw this movie, and this basically shapes what he does in the seventies in okay. terms of his Jallo his works, you yeah. know. And it goes on; it goes even further. This movie, you can almost a lot of people will say things like, uh, you know, Psycho is the birth of the slasher movie, or um, Halloween is the birth of the slasher movie. And yeah, they are. There are certain tropes from them. However, the movie that really kicks off the slasher industry in the 80s in America is Friday the 13th. And Friday the 13th is directly, directly influenced by Twitch of the Death Nerve. Okay. There's no getting around that. There are scenes in Friday the 13th that are taken directly from this movie. Like, the, there's a scene with a spear, and I've, I've not done my synopsis, but I'll get to it. There's a scene where the, the killer spears a couple while they're having sex through the back, right through them, right through yeah. the bed. That is done on Friday the 13th. They yeah, copy it. There's a machete hit to the head, which is also copied directly from this movie. And mm-hmm. instead, in this movie, it's with a cleaver. So, I mean, it's directly influenced. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so this is directed by Mario Bava, it was originally released in 1971, um, it kind of is a cross between, it doesn't quite know what it's going to be, it's I. It's what we would say on some level, it is a giallo movie, but it only loosely pieces the, the themes and styles of a giallo movie. It, it's probably basically easier to say that it's a proto slasher, and mm. that it doesn't quite fill the what we would recognise as a full-blown slasher now but it certainly has a lot of the tropes so um, the, the story of this movie is basically there is a, a, a large house which um, is on the the banks of a bay a, a, a local lake um, and it's kind of prime retail ground it's owned by a family um, and And the the opening sequence, what we get is the old woman, the kind of head of the house, who is confined to a wheelchair, um, being hung up. um, Yeah. And, and murdered by a killer wearing gloves which is a Jallo trope so straight away you think it's a Jallo movie and then the movie does the most amazing thing ever and that just when you think and this is what i love about this movie more than anything uh, and this might be one of the reasons you hate it um it's just when you think you've got an idea of right this is a Jallo movie i know where i'm going we're going to have a glove killer that's going to kill people off through this movie the camera pans up and we see his face yeah. So instantly, it's not a mystery who the killer is, which no, I... is unusual for this time frame with, with these sort of movies. Um, and then he is killed by someone that we don't see. So then you're like, all oh, right, so it is still a Jallo, but someone else is killed. And basically, what we have is the, the person that killed the old lady was her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that the whole purpose that he killed her is because he wants to sell the bay off to become some sort of holiday estate. Um, and there are various people that live around the bay that don't want that to happen and he, uh, the woman, the old lady, right, rightly enough, she didn't want it to happen either. So her daughter and her, uh, her man come on the scene and they basically try and locate the father because they're, they're very much like the dad who has died. Uh, they, they want to um, sell the land. But there are people that have... There's a local fisherman. uh, There's a guy who's obsessed with bugs. There is his wife who is a fortune teller. Um, All these people um, live around the bay. And they all have different opinions. And they don't want the bay to be sold off. And what we have in this movie... Is a series of... Just when you think you know what's happening... And just when you identify who the killer is... That killer is then killed by someone else. Yeah. And then that carries on... And is killed by someone else. And each time they're killed... It goes back; it kind of resets to uh, a different perspective on whether the bay is going to be sold or not. Yeah. So it's almost like a race against time in this movie between you know uh, the the daughter's man kills the the illegitimate bastard son um, to get rid of him because he wants to keep the bay. So now the bay is going to be sold, but then he's killed by someone. <laughs> so it's not, and it just kind of jump it flip flops all the way through it. And I think it's uh, Mario Bava has a. a an incredible eye for for um, for cinematography, and this movie looks beautiful. Um, like there's some sequences, panning sequences around the bay, which are beautifully shot. When you juxtapose them with the violence that you get on the screen, you have um, you have this wonderful like d- double couple that show up, um, including a German who who likes to get nude and go for a little swim in the bay. She also um,
2: likes to dance with no music.
0: She Jesus likes kidding. to. She likes to dance with it. Some people, some people have the you know
2: the, internal, the music in their internal head. rhythm, just going yeah. for it. This <laughs> yeah. made me laugh. I'm all for a silent disco, but standing there, really fucking going for it, like windmilling your arms and stuff, when there's no music. It's like, yeah, t- you've got to think to yourself: Did Crispin Glover see this sequence? <laughs> yeah,
0: got well, to ask myself that. Yeah, I just think she's had some MDMA and she doesn't care. <laughs> Possibly, well, she's German. Um, so, um, so yeah. So, um, what? I, there's a couple of things that I think makes this movie like really fucking good. Like a really strong recommend for me. The first thing is one Mario Bava as a director directs the shit out of this movie. It looks really nice. The acting's a bit woolly, but then again, it is a Jalo and in Jalo movies acting tends not to be great. Yeah. Um, for this one, I didn't watch it dubbed. I watched the original Italian. I actually own the Arrow Blu-ray oh, yeah, cool. for this, yeah. so um, I watched the original. I, I find that I have watched it with a dub, and I find the dubbing quite off-putting. Okay. Um, so I watched the original Italian. Um, I think the the kills in this one are glorious and so ahead of their time. That hatchet to the face mm. um that guy gets when he opens the door. The guy who's wearing what can only be. There's a lot of people that wear the same outfit in this, like this weird kind of cream. Turtleneck and <laughs> corduroy trousers yeah. um, Every second person Seems to be wearing that outfit But when he opens the door with his weird creepy mullet yeah. And gets gets hit in the face And the, the effect is so seamless And looks so real mm. Even by today's
2: standards Do you know that what? Looks... On yep. uh, the Friday the 13th The deluxe editions That you can only mm-hmm. get in America Basically show you how they do that effect Because they use it for Friday the 13th Part 4 I think uh-huh. And they basically do a thing where the blade's already in the face, yeah. And then they have another blade underneath the lens of the camera, so it's almost right. like you're looking at the point of view of the weapon. Uh-huh. And then they like swing the weapon and then move the camera quickly to the victim, and it literally looks like it's slammed into their face.
0: Oh, it's, it's such a such a cool effect, but it's an amazing makeup. effect.
2: Obviously, totally practical. Um, yeah. and, and when you see how it's done, you can appreciate it so much more. But yeah, it's um, yeah the the murders and stuff are great in it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's full of them, and there's some really cool ones. There's like a hooked knife. Which goes in the back of the German chick's neck? Well, it's from the front. Sorry, it comes from the back and goes in the front and cuts her neck open. Um, there's some wonderful deaths in this. Mm. Um, it has Mario Bava's sense of humour? Bava was very much of the opinion that when people leave a film, they know it's a film. He wanted to terrify them during the film, but he didn't want they didn't want them to leave the movie so freaked out that they couldn't, you know, sleep or breathe or things like that. Mm. So he was a firm advocate of. Like it had a particular sense of humour. I mean, because uh, when you watch, like, um, quite famously, when you watch Black Sabbath and you have uh, Boris Karloff as the narrator in that, yeah, uh, it's a very creepy end, and he's on a horse and he's all like, Whoa! <laughs> and then the camera kind of pulls back and you see it's a fake horse he's on, okay. and you basically get pulled back into the studio and see the studio environment around them. Because oh, okay. Bava didn't want to, he obviously wanted to scare you when you were having like a cinematic experience. Yeah. He didn't want to terrify you. Death. Why? Like a, lot, a lot of movies that were out there, and it was probably because he's, he, he was an old, of an older generation. Okay. Um. And he, he's Italian as well. The Italians like to have a particular sense of humour. Yeah. Um. About them, which to me explains the end of this movie because, um, and this is a huge spoiler. Uh, basically, at, at the end, the daughter and her man um, have succeeded. They have wiped out everyone who stood in their way, they are now going to sell the bay off, and as they're celebrating together, their son and daughter who are playing, the son shoots them both with a (laughs) shotgun, killing them, and then turns to his sister and says, oh, mum and dad are really good at playing dead, and then (laughs) they start going, and then the music starts playing, Um, and that's the end of the movie, which can seem abrupt, and if you don't get the humour of the movie, if you don't get the twists and turns you don't like, Mm. the humour to the end of the movie then it will leave a sour taste in your mouth yeah. I just roll with it because okay. I think the movie does so much right I think the score's really good, I think the way it's shot's really cool you can see that this is a huge influence on Argento in terms of the jello works as well as the lighting, the lighting in this movie really fucking good mm. um, there's just so much I love about the movie, like I said, is it a perfect movie? No, has Mario Bava done better movies? Hell yes, he's done a lot. He check out Black Sabbath if you've never, know, because those three shots, one of the best anthologies ever made. Um, but yeah, to me, a lot of things in this movie make it a very, very, very interesting and excellent watch. And I, I, not that I want to sway your opinion, Andy, but no, uh, you to, a... total film, total if... film, um, listed Twitch of the Death Nerve in their top. 50 horror movies of all time. Okay. So what? No, you you genuinely watched it, and there was things that that upped you when watching this movie. The floor is now <laughs> your son.
2: Yeah, I mean, you've made it sound really good. <laughs> I just don't know if I just wasn't in the right mood, but it just annoyed me. Like the deaths are uh, almost too random. It just seemed like like a, just a, a sequence of, of murders. And like you say, looking at it from your angle, the way you've just been saying, it, it's meant to be this out of the blue. Then there's another murder, and then the person that you thought might be involved—you know—it's obviously not them because they're dead now. And but for me, I just kind of thought, I don't know—is he just trying to showcase killing people in as many different ways as possible? I think I just didn't get this sense, like the sense of humor that you're talking about, right. especially that shot at the end where the kid just shoots it now I watched pieces at the weekend and I don't want to go comparing one film to another because it's not fair but for me I love pieces mm. and the randomness of that and the, how bizarre that is and ridiculous and you know the zombie Frankenstein body at the end you know when we talked about this last week ripping the guy's cock off and stuff yeah. I'm totally on board with that I don't mind that because it kind of fits in the tone with pieces but I felt that A Bay of Blood didn't really, or Blood Bath, just didn't really know what it was. That, I got the idea that there's just no direction to it. And obviously you think totally opposite, but for me watching it, I just I was just waiting for it to finish. There just didn't seem to be much plot. It was just random murder and then a bit more plot, something else, and another random murder. I don't think I even kind of noticed the thing about... Um, you know, the different people wanting to take over the, the plots of land for the various different reasons. I think that just kind of went over my head. Right. Um So unfortunately, maybe I'll give it another watch because you have, if I was listening to this podcast and I wasn't on it, I'd think, oh, I'll, I'll check that out. I'll watch. <laughs> see, see I, I, get, I get in a lot of trouble,
0: Andy, because when I speak about movies that I like, I tend to speak about them so passionately that yeah. people tend to think that, you know they'll go and see the movie, and uh, like uh, classic example. We were speaking about this off air. I did a show on my other podcast last year where I talked about Disco Path, which is a movie that I love, and I talked about Stage Fright. The re- well, not re- it's not a remake, but the movie Stage Fright from last year, the musical slasher. I wish there I'll, was a remake
2: because I, yeah. I love the original. Oh, the original was phenomenal, eighty-seven one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it's... I spoke about them very highly, and you tried to watch Stage Fright, and you didn't even get that far into it before you switched it off.
2: I rarely turn a film off. I'll always try and see it through to the end. And the songs, and I'm not a big fan of musicals. I mean, the only musical I can really think that I like, I like the Rocky Horror Picture Show because I grew up watching that. Um, stuff like Team America and South Park, obviously you kind of call them musicals. The songs are pretty much all the way through, but I can get on board with that. This irritated the shit out yeah. to the point where I thought, and I skipped through because I thought, if the songs aren't all the way through, I can handle it. But I'd skip 10 minutes and it was a song. I'd skip another 15 minutes it was a song. I thought, yeah. I can't do this. So even though the opening murder was great, I liked the fact that Meatloaf was in it and Mini Driver. I thought, this seems like it's got good production values. It seems well shot and the opening kill was great. The songs would were... I hate Glee. And I just thought, it's uh, so like i can be forced to watch Glee with a murder every 20 minutes. Yeah. I, I can't <laughs> do it. But I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to check Disco Path out later.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, the, the thing to me is, and I know what you're saying, it, it kind of you're saying that one of the big things that you find as a negative on um, Bloodbath is that you felt that it was just too jumbled and it's not for... I think the exact opposite. I think yeah. that Bava deliberately does... Every, everything in this movie is done for a reason um, mm. and it's purposely set out. And yet, I think it is to try and keep you on your toes. I Because Bava's famously the guy who a lot of people credit it as being the birth of the Jallo. Um Blood and Black Lace is considered by many to be the very first Jallo movie ever yeah. made. Okay. Um and it's almost as if by seventy one he's he's playing with the ideas and poking fun at not only Jallo's in general, but almost on some level birthing something new in that and like the way he handles the elements that would go on and become slasher. And um I think I mean I'm a huge fan of Italian cinema. I mean massive fan of Italian cinema. You know fine well that one of my favorite one of my favorite directors of all time is Argento. Mm-hmm. Bava's up there as well. Okay. Fulci is up there. I, you know to me they're like almost like the the, the, the holy trinity of of like European cinema. Yeah. All three of them. I and love Fulci, I
2: really I've got a lot of his stuff. Um, and I like Argento's giallo. Yeah. Um giallo movies, but I don't like his horror films really. And I think these are in a similar vein, it's probably
0: why I'm not like... Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is as well, like I say, ultimately ultimately, this is a movie that I know very well. I've seen this movie easily ten times. Okay. And um, I'm not saying that if you watch it a second time you're going to feel any better about it, to be honest. I've I've always been a firm advocate of that if there's quite a lot that annoys you about a movie the first time, even if it's explained in a different light... And you can put those things to it. If they annoyed you when you watched them, they're probably still going to annoy you. Yeah, I think this is a
2: case of, because of how passionately you're talking about it, it makes me want to watch it again. But I don't think I'm going to bother because I think I'm going to watch it again if is it? And it's when I haven't really got that much of a good argument as to why I don't like it. It just didn't click with me. And I think because I've seen all the movies that it's meant to have influenced first, Yeah. yeah. even though I appreciate you know, what it's done for the movies and the fact that it has, you know, the fact that it's inspired these other films, I just didn't like it. Um yeah. and I nearly blind bought this because I am a bit obsessed with these arrow releases. I know you are I'm the as same, well. I'm the same, yeah. Um, and I almost think I'm not even bothered if the film shit, I just want that box or I want that poster. <laughs> so yeah. I just but with this I nearly blind bought it and I'm glad cool. I didn't because I think I would have thought, um, oh, you know like, oh, I don't think I'll ever watch it again.
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
2: but, that's cool though. I mean, that's
0: but these these things dude, these these things happen. I think as we go on, because uh, there are some Argento titles on here as well. I'm um, I i do not think there is any other Bava titles on the list. Okay, um, but there is at least two Argentos um, on the list coming up that we, we we get to talk about as well, which will be which will be a lot of fun. Um, and one of them is one of his horror movies, and one of them is his Jallo So we'll see coming back to if maybe. As we go through this, I can start to bring you over to the dark side. Hmm. Um but yeah, so well I think we grade this motherfucker. Okay. I think right, to me to me this um once again it's a whole hell of a lot of fun. There's a lot of humour in this movie. It's yeah, it has graphic on screen deaths, but they're done in a way where I mean, if I wouldn't put Friday the thirteenth and I wouldn't put Friday the thirteenth on the, you know, on the, the, the extreme side of movies No Then I can't uh, by any any way put uh, Bloodbath So Bloodbath to me gets community service Okay
2: What about yourself? I think it only gets a slap on the wrist Really? Yeah Just because I don't think it's any more horrific Than anything you'd see in like, the original Friday the 13th and I'd never give that community service. I'd only ever give that a slap on the wrist. Some of the murders are pretty good and stuff, but nah, it's for really? me. I just don't think it's that. I don't think it's that brutal, even for our... I mean, when was this one made? Seventy-one. Seventy-one. So <laughs> it's yeah, pretty brutal. Yeah, I suppose, but
0: it's a decade after Psycho.
2: Yeah, that'd get a slap on the wrist too. <sighs> no <laughs> goodness. Now I've got to stick. with... Got like, me to the core here. Oh my God, you you've wound me, oh, Lockley. you wound me. But uh, yeah, it's just a slap on the wrist for me, that.
0: Um, in terms of its inclusion on the video nasty list... I don't think it should have been on the video nasty list, even though I would have given it community service. To me, this is a movie that doesn't need to be banned. There's, yeah, there's blood, there's killing in it. Um, the, once again, I said it before, there are other movies which are more violent than this that were not banned at the time, so okay. this movie should not be on the list. No,
2: I agree, it shouldn't be on there.
0: Right, we're going to take our last break before our final movie review. Um and when we come back we're going to be to- talking about the oldest one on the list and this one's a doozy uh, I, I hope that you all stick around after this break to hear us talk about 1963's blood feast uh, we're gonna be right back after this
2: well Gary here we are somehow uh, we made it through here what where uh, we're, we're in the sequel of course sequel what sequel well, sloppy seconds the movie sequel podcast come on get with it
0: oh that's right our podcast is exclusively about sequels
1: where the budget is bigger
2: well we don't actually have a budget
0: get away from her you bitch <laughs> But the action's is more exciting
1: uh, I don't know much about action hey you got a light sure man Allow me, scum. The babes are hotter? Wait, there's babes involved? How about some of this? So tasty and hard and firm, and it just melts in your mouth.
2: Do the kills get gorier and more extreme? Uh, kills? Did we talk about this?
1: (laughs) Oh, Uh,
2: never mind.
0: So Five Sloppy Seconds is movie sequel podcast exclusively on the Horror Theory Network.
2: Because when all other podcasts are through, we're already thinking about part two.
1: Nothing so appalling in the annals of horror, it says, and um, audiences who saw that at the drive-ins in 1963 when it was made would have probably agreed at the time, if you had a time machine, to go back to a drive-in 1963 and see Blood Feast with an audience who had no idea what they were in for. That would be one of the things I would, wait, I would use my TARDIS for, I must admit. <laughs> Just the pleasure of seeing it with an audience who had never been exposed to that kind of level of uh, gruesomeness before. It is a very gruesome film. It's also so silly and so campy and so bizarre that you'd have to be such a chump to be offended by it. I really can't believe that anyone could watch it and get on their high horse about the violence. It's just hilarious. There's not a lot you could really say to um, make a a case for it as a great contribution to cinema, except that, you know, from it, from This Little Acorn, so many other kinds of gory and extreme sort of horror films grew. Uh, It really was the first. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to witness some scenes from the next attraction to play this theatre. This picture truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. We urgently recommend that if you are such a person or the parent of a young or impressionable child now in attendance, that you and the child leave the auditorium for the next 90 seconds.
2: And welcome back. So we've got movie number three. This is gonna be our last review of the evening. And I'm gonna say this is my favourite movie of the three. But not because it's a good movie. I'm gonna come on to why. I sent you a clip, didn't I, of how bad oh, yeah. some of the acting is. So I'll let you pick when you kind of splice that into the show. Yeah, I think I think I think what we do is once we've
0: described what the movie's about and then we actually talk about we're actually going to talk about specific dialogue Which is we're going yeah we're going to insert a clip here i i cannot stress how amazing this is See, if this does not make you smile then you are dead inside yeah.
2: so we've got a film here it's a uep from the american sorry it's an american film from 1963 mm-hmm. directed by Herschel Gordon Lewis um initially released in 1982 so it took a good almost 20 years uh, to get released, um, and then it was added to the list in July 83, so it just got just over a year um, before it was added to the list, and it's never been removed from the list, Yeah, which I think is just because it's awful, um, not because it's <laughs> a nasty movie, because it isn't. Um, it opens quite promisingly, uh, Madman on the Loose, radio report, uh, then we see a woman with the biggest bloomers Knickers, yes. I've ever seen. Yes, I've never seen it. It's like she's wearing a kilt or something. <laughs> hey, hey, all oh, right, nothing wrong with a kilt. Come on, um, but just these giant pants. Um, and then she gets murdered quite out of the blue. Um Bad gore, I mean, it looks like someone's laid a piece of liver on her eye, like an eye patch for some reason, and then the guy dismembers her. So we open pretty quickly, there's a a killer on the loose, we see said killer, he murders a girl, Um, then we cut to a couple of coppers talking about the murders, these two are my favourite characters in it. Oh, they're behind me uh, because when you were talking about Fibes earlier and the second Fibes movie for me, the best thing about that is the interplay between the two cops.
0: Yeah, the cops are the cops are fantastic. I mean, to me, if you're going to have, I'm I'm a firm advocate that if you're going to have any sort of police procedural in a movie um, where we're going to be spending any time, even if it's just a small amount of time any sort of like two police officers or one police officer that character has to be interesting yeah and, and the, the, the cops are fucking amazing in this movie yeah
2: it's brilliant um it, it, this film sets its stall out put its cards on the table pretty early on it is only an hour and 10 minutes so it kind of yeah. has to you know yeah. set it up pretty quickly so we've got the woman is murdered we go to the coppers they don't know what's you know what's going on then we cut to this exotic catering shop um, and this is where the plot becomes immediately glaringly obvious straight away. It's basically blood feast is the title of the movie. We've got a murder. The guy that did the murder owns a catering shop, and a woman comes in and she wants a banquet. So you know exactly what's gonna how this film's gonna play out within the first five minutes. Um, huh? He's really strange. He's like a weird Bond villain. This guy with huge, <laughs> like, highlighted eyebrows. And he says to this woman, "Have you ever had an Egyptian feast?" And like shouts right in her face, <laughs> doesn't he? And then he like hypnotizes her, and I don't really know why. Um, and then because back- she already seems like she's going to say yes. To- she would say yes to anything, this woman.
0: Yeah, and because she doesn't know, she's a housewife from the sixties. Oh, yeah, of she, I mean, she's oh she's she's just thankful she's not having
2: to do the catering. I'm surprised she's not. I'm surprised she's allowed out of the house on her own. To be honest. <laughs> Um, and he, like this is a brilliant, the first bit of brilliant dialogue that doesn't make sense. He tells her, she's asking about this food and this Egyptian feast. He says, things have been ready for a long time. I thought that is not something you want to hear from your caterer. Oh, no, the, no, definitely not. I like <laughs> fresh food. So immediately you know what's going on here. She's ordered this feast and he's going to supply the food and it's going to be dead people and that's pretty, you know, it's pretty obvious. We then go back to the cops. And this is some of the, you might have to play the dialogue clip here, Duncan, Can it he banging his fists on the table, throwing oh, yeah. his arms in the air. It's so over the top. It's hilarious. Yeah, right. Like they're so committed to these roles.
0: Yeah, right. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna take a very short break. Andy has compiled about a minute yeah. clip of various different dialogues from this movie. When you hear this, you will understand why we think that the acting in this movie is like some sort of mistaken genius yeah. that's the only way I can describe it so we will we're going to take a very quick break you're going to hear it and we're going to be right back after the clip a
2: pathological killer on the loose and we can't find one clue. this man's uncanny not one fingerprint
1: nothing
0: it's right. this is when it just starts getting
1: nice I know Tony but well I feel I feel
0: funny
1: she wanted to leave! She was scared! It's all my fault! Aren't you excited? Yes, Mother, of course I am! Hello, Helen, Dorothy Fremont. You are coming to Suzette's party? Oh, wonderful!
0: Behind a bush, horrible
2: old man. He said it was for Iter. Eat I'm afraid this feast is evidence of murder. Oh dear, the
1: guests will have to eat hamburgers for dinner tonight. This man's
2: uncanny. Not one fingerprint. Nothing. Okay, so uh, those a couple of my favourite ones. <laughs> it's uncanny. Not one clue. And then, and then the woman going, "I hope you're coming to the party." <laughs> she says, "Party." <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. So he's banging his fists on the table while he's saying the clip. users just throwing his arms in the air because they just—they're at a loss. There's these murders going on, and they don't—you know—they—they they don't know what to do. We then cut to a couple on the beach. Um, he, he, this black guy is basically trying to get into her pants. Hey, come on, baby. This is the best part. It's just so unbelievably cringeworthy. Um, the, the shop owner then just comes and bashes her brains in. And then we just cut to the guy sobbing horrendously. And again, like the clip you just heard, he's acting. I'm just, I've never been so unconvinced at someone's grief. Um, and the copper says, I'm not looking forward to telling her parents. I thought, what, do you normally look forward to telling people that they can't <laughs> <head then?" laughs> I'm not looking forward to this one Normally I fucking revel Knocking someone's door And saying Your kid's been murdered (laughs) But on this occasion um, Then we go to Like another We see like a drunk couple This guy like Drops his drunk Misses off at home Killer attacks her Rips her tongue out And I just thought Why isn't he biting her If someone had their fingers In my mouth Trying to pull my tongue out I'd be biting them fingers off (laughs) So we kind of get the impression that he's just going around collecting body parts. Like he's got some arms and legs from the first woman. He's got like brains from the the woman on the beach. This pissed woman, he's like ripped her tongue out. Um, And then, you know, when the mother and the daughter are talking about the party, I don't know if you notice this, but the mum is reading her lines off the settee
0: i did not notice dude that could be one of the coolest facts of her really she's amazing
2: right she's basically talking to her daughter's on her left on her right and she's looking off to the left just like off camera like there's a little notepad with her lines oh, she's actually looking please. down at the cushion of the settee and there's blatantly her uh, lines that are like hidden behind the cushion and she's reading them which is just fucking crap <laughs> because all they're doing is talking about a party yeah. It's not like they're delivering some like magnificent speech, like <laughs> hilarious. Um, we then get some exposition about this Egyptian ceremony via a really kind of crappily acted flashback, which gives you the you know this kind of tells you what's going on with this guy, this like Egyptian feast that he's setting up. Um, we then like go to another victim who's had a face hacked off but survived. And I think this is in the clip we played as well. She basically has an orgasm whilst telling the cops who lost the like, yeah. He was short and had big eyebrows. And like just as she comes, she dies. It's fucking like, it's so bizarre. I don't know what the director was thinking. You know, like if these were the people that obviously auditioned for this film and got the part, I don't know who they turned down it's insane and then when she dies the doctor goes oh it's all over I thought what do you mean it's all over it's like a football match a woman's just then <laughs> they just fuck off yeah and then they the they other guy fuck goes off. it is now and I thought hang on a minute this predates the 1966 World Cup by a couple of years the like, yeah. commentator a fan, because he says it's all over and then he goes oh it is now you, you're thinking what I'm thinking someone has been watching this movie bizarre um and then, like we see the three friends talking about the party, she gets killed. Cops are still baffled. It's basically It goes around in a circle of there's a murder. We see the victim. Cops are baffled. Another murder. Another victim. Cops are baffled, and it, it goes around in that circle about three or four times. Um, the book, which made me laugh, it's called "Ancient Weird Religious Rites." Yeah, that's like a child's name. That like yeah. they would use the word "weird" in an ancient religious right like this book. <laughs> Um, and then really conveniently like one of the coppers solves the case is it based on there's a similarity in the name from the book is similar to like the guy yeah. in the catering shop
0: it's, no no it's it's the, the thing that the thing that makes me laugh so much about this movie and I was I mean I had tears rolling down the cheeks of my, my, my face here yeah. with this one um he goes like the one of the cops is dating the girl who's going to be having the party yeah. and there's a weird creepy weird age difference mm. between the two of them, because yeah. he's had like a detective so he must have been a cop for a while, yeah. because you don't just make detectives. She's about 18. Yeah, she's still learning at home, studying at uni studying Egyptology and then basically he goes to this is brilliant, this is like one of the coolest things ever, uh, he goes to a lecture where this name is mentioned about 12 times to him at the lecture Just in case uh, we don't get it <laughs> Yep. And then literally he leaves there, goes somewhere else. Uh, he goes to this this thing where they mention the name again, which is a slightly it's like a slightly weird pronunciation of the name. Doesn't register with him at all. <laughs> yeah. He's just been to a lecture where this name is, and it's, uh, he's a detective. And in, in the lecture, they were talking about all the horrific. He was a homicide detective. All the horrific acts that have happened. Now, if I was a homicide detective and my job was to look into death, and I was hearing a story he told to me about historical murders, I would be, as a detective, not maybe not necessarily interested, Mm. but I'd be picking up details on that because I'm a fucking police officer, right? 20 minutes later, the the name gets mentioned, which is very similar. And it's not as if it's an American name like Chad or Hank. You know what I mean? This is an Egyptian fucking name. Isn't it the one
2: that the girl shouts when she's coming? (laughs) Aye, sir. Uh,
0: That's it. (laughs) That's it, it, right? (laughs) And and, and, (laughs) And basically... He doesn't he doesn't this doesn't click with him until near the end of the movie when he's just casually sitting there and he's like Wait a second (laughs) (laughs) He's fucking out with (laughs) Brilliant Out with a book This name sounds similar to this name To the cop car Yeah Um, and then I love how the the they run this is like honestly this is fucking genius This is absolutely genius They go to the, the shop the catering shop yeah. And they go in the back and they're raking through things. And then, like, after they're raking they're, oh, look at all the dead bodies and all the rest. Then it, it just suddenly dawns on them this guy's catering my girlfriend's birthday right now. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, so before you left, you knew where he was going to be, yet you still went to his shop. And you think- are the worst police officer you ever. You are the shittest detective ever. And then when they pull up to the house, Andy, this is even a bit... because basically what happens is we have. our... I am stealing your thunder here. The the wee caterer guy desperately tries to get this eighteen year old to follow
2: through with the rites. Brilliant. It and it's, he's basically, and, saying, and she would not do it. Yeah, he's like going, "Oh, come on, you know, you got to pay respects to this Egyptian god. This is part of the ceremony. You know, don't don't offend me. You know, you'll you'll hurt my feelings and all this." He <laughs> she goes like she like lays down and then like opens her eyes and he's got a machete and she goes really off the cuff you're not going to sacrifice me are you and he gives the most unconvincing no nah. <laughs> I've ever heard like in the English version of The Office there's like brilliant I don't know if you watch it but like they'll say to like the last David Brent a question and he doesn't want to answer it so he just goes ah <laughs> like that and it was like that it was the most unconvincing oh no 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 I'm not going to I know I've got a machete in my hand but I'm not going to sacrifice you just, just shut your eyes and don't open them again whatever you do don't open them <laughs> And then the mum comes in, doesn't she? Yeah,
0: she walks in. Well, he's—I mean, he could have killed her about twelve times by now. I oh, know. Um, and he's the big theatrical—the the, machete's above his head and it's shaking. And because the machete's is about the same size as this guy's wee, right? <laughs> he's a small guy. He's shaking, and she comes in. and She lets out a scream. Our daughter lets out a scream. He goes on the run. Now he's a—he he has a gimp leg, right? Basically, oh, a drag it, foot. Yeah, the old drag foot. So he runs out in the street dragging this foot after. Meanwhile, the cops arrive. Our two detectives see him running off with a machete in his hand. They go into the house and send two just standard patrolmen after that man.
2: And I'm like, no, he's your killer. Come on, guys. Like, you've spent all the movie not working out who he is. Just get... And take, like There's this amazing bit of dialogue as well. Like, the cops say to the mum, right, this feast is evidence of murder, meaning, like, you can't touch it. And the mum goes, oh dear, my guests will have to eat hamburger. That's the only <laughs> reaction she's got. Her only concern is that she's going to have to get the hamburger out of the freezer. Not the fact that your daughter's just nearly been murdered.
0: Well, if you've been saying to your guests for the last week, phoning them up saying that's an Egyptian feast that's not been served at all in the last 5,000 years, yeah. hamburger would be a bit with down, you know what I mean? That's
2: a good point. She doesn't seem that concerned. She's more concerned about the party, but everyone has. This party... It's yeah. like it's the Queen's Jubilee or something. I like the way they're going on about it. Um, killer how does he end up in the garbage dustbin?
0: Well, he keeps running, right? He keeps running away and eventually in the distance, because this is a lovely suburban area, right? This is like this is right banging the burbs, right, and he runs away and apparently just over the hill is where the, the rubbish dump is. Mm-hmm. Which, once again, those houses, I don't imagine that family would live so close. But what I love is when we cut back to him running at the rubbish dump, he's still wielding the machete in his hand. Yeah, yeah. And then the camera, and they eventually after he's ran with this fucking huge machete all this distance, he then kind of looks at it and goes, I'm just going to drop this now. So he throws the machete down, continues running, and then hides in the back of a, a garbage lorry.
2: Oh, he hides, does he? Yeah,
0: he hides from the police in there and the guy inside the garbage lorry turns the device on, which then crushes him.
2: Yeah, brilliant. And then, in case you basically had your eyes shut or you weren't listening for the last hour and ten minutes, the copper just explains everything we've just seen. Yeah, he he really... Oh, my God. He
0: he explains it so well as well. He's like, that. well, I'll tell you how I got to the bottom of this, Sarge. Oh, yeah. I realised that the name was similar to a name that I heard before, and it's the like, same yeah, name I know, that was in that book. It,
2: we've just seen it. Why yeah. are you <laughs> telling
0: me now. But the sergeant <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. The sergeant's like, case closed. Like, let's 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 head back. But this guy's full of his own like self-gratitude here. He's like patting himself. He's verbally patting himself in the back while he's talking to the sergeant. And then I realised this. And then we, I thought to myself, he has a catering store. And then I knew that the caterer was catering my girlfriend.
1: We know. i um,
0: and even. <laughs> So basically, that's the end of the movie and it's an hour and seven minutes long. Do
2: you know what's brilliant as well? The cops just leave the body in the garbage truck and just go, yeah, let's go home. Well, you're not going to call the coroner or anything. You're just going to leave the body in there, are you? Just carry on yeah. with your rounds, mate, and then just just drop him off.
0: What, the, 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 the doctors don't care when a patient dies. They walk off and let someone else deal with it. Yep. The coppers don't care when their suspect dies. I mean, they don't even make sure that he is dead they just take a look inside obviously there's blood. he's been crushed on some level i would still want to make sure maybe hold your check for a pulse yeah something they're like no nope, the case closed <laughs> they, they, they walk away and in my head um, the music from fucking naked gun starts playing <laughs> you know they're just like that's another the case guys jump
2: up and do that thing where you click your heels together <laughs> And it, freeze oh, frame, and it freeze frames on that.
0: The, the only way the ending could have been any better if it had the ending from the original Maniac and the camera pans round and he opens his eyes and gives a wee wink. Yeah. <laughs> from the garbage van. It's, right, let, let, let's, let's call a spade a spade here, Andy, right? This movie is famous because it's, yeah, one, it's on the video nasty list, and two, because this director was a master of making very, very cheap movies, mm. very smutty, <laughs> uh, generally sexually. Liberating, shall we say, or sexually exploitative movies. Um, and he made hundreds. This guy's made loads of movies, right? Um, this movie, believe it or not, um, is one of his most successful. Uh, really? cost under thirty thousand to make, okay. and grossed in America alone over four million. Wow. Right, uh, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that movies would play at the drive-through so many times, yeah. you know, and they would just keep they would just keep churning them round and round. Um, the The thing with this one is they never changed the name. the The reason that I, I mentioned this earlier, the reason that um, A Bay of Blood had so many names is because it would play at the drive-throughs and the theaters, mm. and if it wasn't a success, they would give it six months and then rename it and release it again to see if the new name would get more people in. No way. And this is basically, this is why so many movies have so many names. So you're going
2: to have people go into that movie thinking it's a different one and it's the same movie.
0: Yeah, and chances are they'll be sitting there about 10 minutes sitting going, this is really similar to something else. No internet. No internet back then, Andy. You couldn't check. Yeah. Um, This is, you know, so, right. So this guy released this movie and it's kind of credited as being the first Splatter movie. Okay. Um, ever made right uh, which obviously became a huge thing in the late 60s and into the 70s would splatter cinema became massive um like movies like blood-sucking freaks and things like that go to the, the you know the full level of what splatter can do and this guy's seen as being the originator of it um this movie is is terribly shot i mean it's all static shots pretty much it's all and it's all really bad sets it's the same room but they just decorate it differently each time and the camera never changes position so if if we're looking at the police station we're looking at the corner of the room there's a desk there there's another desk the two guys are talking camera never moves Um, if we're in the living room of the girls house it's the couch in the corner of the room they're chatting that way if we're in his shop we have a wide shot of his counter, but when he goes back to where his shrine is, it's the corner of the room with yeah. the shrines in there. It's a series of static shots. He's not a good director at all. He really... And I don't know if that ever got better. I've not seen a lot of his movies. He's terribly, terribly poor as a director in this. The acting is awful. The acting is so fucking bad You in know this
2: what? Movie. I literally can't think of a, of a film with worse acting. Yeah, I but... I can't think of one that's, that's worse than this. <laughs> acting but...
0: On some level, the genius of that bad acting on the cops works for me. The cops become like these bungling characters who are completely fucking useless. Yeah. Um, and on some level, that becomes the entertaining part for me. I don't think for one second this movie was meant to be funny when it was made. I think it was genuinely designed to shock. Yeah. Um, this movie's fucking hilarious. I mean, like literally hilarious. Those clips Andy sent you don't do justice to him. Many times the the sergeant bangs his hand off a table. <laughs> Every time he's talking, it's bang bang, and it's, it,
2: it's I'm, so I'm surprised loud. I'm get saying, "Hey, let's stop doing that. The walls are fucking shaking."
0: Yeah, well, it's, and sound? that's that's what it's fucking like. Honestly, he's like he's banging, and sometimes the banging's so loud that you struggle to hear what he's saying. <laughs> he's like, it's, he's, I mean, this guy is method acting. Within an inch of his life, yeah. to this, I must bang the table um, for emphasis. It's it's just terrible. The the gore effects are are pish. Um It's a lot of like you said. It's like he's went round to the local butcher. It's hospital. awful. It's, it's yeah. awful. Definitely.
2: It's,
0: yeah, and they just they just put them on his liver. It's the
2: kidney.
0: Yeah, and they just put them on the the places. Yeah. Um, the only one I quite liked was the leg. Yeah, the leg being chopped off. I really liked right. that. The, brain, the brains was alright. Yeah. Brains, fair,
2: and yeah. I reckon that probably was just like sheep brains, or you know. I think brain. so as well.
0: It will be. It will be. That's that's the way it's done. Um. It's a short movie, and it, like we were saying, it's an hour and seven minutes long. It feels longer than that. Yeah. It's entertaining, but in all the ways that you you
2: don't... Do you know it's what?
0: entertaining, but it's, in all the ways it shouldn't be entertaining.
2: Out of all the films tonight, if I'd say if you're going to watch any of them, I would recommend that you watch this one. I'll, you are a crazy man! No, I will revisit this movie for the same reason that I will stick Hercules in New York on every couple of years. Oh, for the same reason, just because I, I get so much out of the dialogue. I think it's amazing. Like this, Have you seen Hercules in New York? Oh, yes, I've seen Hercules in New York. It's fucking yeah. wonderful, that. Some of the dialogue in that. Well, when he said to the taxi driver, a fine chariot, but where are your horses. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I think I posted a clip up on my Facebook of there's a good five minutes of Schwarzenegger dialogue. Where There's one there's one bit where he gets really angry because he sees that there's, like, they're outside the cinema and there's a poster for Hercules and he goes, who is this imposter? Rips his top off and starts posing off to the woman going, "I he, he is not Hercules, I am Hercules. And stuff like that, right? That kind of dialogue is the reason I will go back to this movie, but I wouldn't go back to any of the other two. So I'm not recommending that you watch this film because it's a good film, because it's got some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Like I say, like you just said, it's everything's shot in one square room where they yeah. probably shot all the scenes in the shop in one go. Then they stripped it down, put the living room in, they shot all of those, and then they just chopped it all together. I think so. But yeah. there's just something really charming about the actors. Like, <laughs> who did they turn down? I don't think
0: they turned down any... I don't even right. think they had... I think this was, like, voluntary. Yeah. I think they basically said, we're making a movie, and the first person that walked through the door got that part. Yeah. As long as they weren't charging too much money. Us, um, they paid them. I think they probably <laughs> did. I think... Right, let me put it this way. I don't completely agree with what you've said. I think of the three movies... I think the strongest recommendation comes for Bay of Blood. I think that is that is you know a vital piece of cinematic technically, history. Technically,
2: technically, that is the best movie, right? But right, I, I, I like this point, from an entertainment point of view. For me, this one yeah. you, you've got to see it. I just think you. like Well, that's this is where I'm going to say
0: with you, Andy. That I yeah, Bay of Blood to me is the one that is the best. I, I think everyone should watch that anyway because I just think it's a fucking great movie. However, I will say that the worst movie that we discussed in terms of everything that we would quantify as being something that would be good in a movie, is Blood Feast. However, I would say that if you ever have an hour to yourself and think, I have nothing to do in this hour, I advocate you see this movie once. I don't think you can go through life... Having not seen Blood Feast, and with I, some I, friends
2: I, as well, I think you got to get. Oh, imagine we drink! Of, I know you don't got drink. Have a few beers, get some mates around, and yeah, it's quotable dialogue. It really, it really is. And well, the well, thing next, is next time <laughs> I know someone's having a party, I'm gonna say, "Are you coming to my party?"
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I, I was.
2: I, I was at work today, and I do like uh, I do like
0: um, IT support and and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you know, digital cartography and things, and. Um, there was a was someone that came with a problem and from across the office, and one of my colleagues fixed it. And that line, "It's Uncanny," you know, it <laughs> went through my head, and I wanted to bang my desk. It is, it is so quotable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. It is a terrible fucking movie. Yeah,
2: but that's it's, why I, it's so good. It's literally yeah. like um, the Gary Hill did that thing a while ago, like movies that are so bad they're good. Mm. This is now at the top of my list.
0: Well, let me let me put it this way. I have a feeling that um, I do another show called Duncan and Bo Come Correct yeah. and we're going to be closing out the show, um, this season of the show, by doing a Duncan and Bo Come Incorrect where we pick a movie which is so terrible, it's entertaining, this is my choice. Awesome. This is a movie I'm going in with and Bo doesn't even know it's coming. I can't wait, um, for, I
2: can't wait for Bo to watch this. I can oh, not now it. what it will say, it's, brilliant. Yeah. it's going to be brilliant.
0: Yeah, but so so, Bo. I'm coming with this one, sir. Um, Yeah, so um, yeah, I think everyone should see this movie. I think if you have an hour to spare, you need to watch this movie. Yeah, it will. It is one of the worst things. I I don't think we're going to see a movie where the acting kind of is as bad as this and uh, any of the other uh, like, I mean I may be wrong we're still early we? but I just yeah maybe
2: because a lot of these films are shit but I've never seen a film so far that's been this bad like, it, it, like I say it's got to be seen to be believed and the clips alone kind of give you a rough idea but they're they're the funny bits bear in mind the clips we played are the amusing bits there's a lot of dialogue that isn't funny it's just awful Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah just watch it it just needs to be seen to be believed I think
0: Right, so the the next question is, Andy, you better not be giving this anything other than than a slap on the wrist,
2: but what's your grade for this I was going to say community service just to wind you up, but no, obviously, a slap on the wrist. There are some bits in there, I mean, smashing someone's brains in, um, chopping someone's legs off, but it's just done poorly it's, and you can tell it's animal bits you know the brains are animal brains and just like a woman's skull when they and it's weird when they cuts the woman's leg off I don't know why he gives her like a, a kidney like an, a liver eye patch either well, the <laughs> kidney or liver and he kind of it drapes across her eye oh. so it's just too shit to be anything you know
0: it, it reminded me i like because I was seeing things and obviously my brain was like thinking of other movies and it reminded me of the cable guy when uh, Jim Carrey puts the the, the chicken skin on his face and does Hannibal Lecter, oh, yeah. it's like hello, Clarice. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, that's what it's like. Yeah. That's what it's like. That's how out of place that sequence looks. It looks awful. So yeah, this one's a slap on the wrist. And I'm going to go one step further. Shouldn't it have been on the nasties list.
2: No, it shouldn't. And I don't know why. The only the only reason I can think that it is still on the list is just because no one's ever been no one's bothered about releasing it because no one's probably going to buy it yeah. uh, the fact that it's on YouTube why would you ever want to own this thing um, so still on the list but not because it's nasty it's just because it's shit so it should never have been on there in the first place
0: Yeah, I totally totally agree we're going to take our final final break I know I said final break earlier on but we're taking our final final break And uh, when we come back we're going to be closing out the show right after this
2: Not getting the coverage of TV horror from the other podcasts out there? Then look no further than Evil Episodes Podcast, where we'll give you the in-depth coverage of all the best and the worst that the small screen has to offer. Oh my god, you're hearing just about the big screen, listen to the small screen here on Evil Episodes, Mike, Corey, and Jamie. Man, we're going to make things weird for you and just uh, bring to you everything that you don't hear about that you should be watching on TV. Jamie, give us some examples. Uh,
1: Well, how about we talk about new stuff like American Horror Story or The Walking Dead or this this season's Sleepy Hollow. Uh, But then not only that, we dig into old stuff like Tales from the Dark Side and Supernatural. Holy
2: moly. That sounds like a fun fucking podcast to me. You bet your sweet ass it does. And Jamie, where's the only podcast where they can hear about all that stuff?
1: Well, it's Evil Episodes, of course. That's right, so set your DVR to channel 666 and let Evil Episodes give you the in-depth coverage of the stuff that deserves to be but isn't talked about elsewhere. Evil Episodes, the pod.org, the whole Podcasting Network.
0: And welcome back. So you have been listening to episode number two of Doing the Nasty. Um, we have done reviews of Blood Feast. We've done reviews of uh, Peace and Heat and um, Bloodbath, a.k.a. Twitch of the Death Nerve. Um, Andy, I mean, this is two episodes down, six
2: off the list now. Mm. So, well, I mean, I'm, I've mean, oh. i been looking at when certain films fall in which episode. I'm really looking forward to the next episode because we're going to be talking about The Burning. Oh, I love The Burning. Um, and then episode four is All Cannibals. Oh, no. Which, uh, we've talked about this, the Cannibal Holocaust is not a film I'm looking forward to seeing. I've never seen Cannibal Ferox. Um, yeah. And I own Cannibal Apocalypse. But yeah. I'm... <laughs> I'm going to give that away. We'll have to do. We'll do a competition for episode four. I'm going to give away a copy of uh, of Cannibal Apocalypse. So coming up in episode three, I'm really looking forward to it. Tonight was just a lot of fun. This I had far, I'm far more fun talking about these films than watching them. Yeah, that's yeah. I true. think that's
0: the thing. Yeah, I think I think the the thing about because uh, we are looking back, at, some of these movies are are very old. They, they predate, well, predate. Um, you know both of ourselves actually existing. Um, yeah. In some cases, like, uh, Blood Feast, my, my mother would have been young when Blood Feast came out, very young. Mm. Uh, she would have been a wee girl. Um. So, I mean, some of these movies are really old, and yeah, time has not necessarily been kind to a lot of them. No. The fact that a lot of them are exploitation anyway, so we're made cheaply at the time, means they're not going to age well no. as we go on. I think the fun thing is, looking back over... Like some of these movies on the list, I think are icons of cinema, and you know, I will, I will go, I will go full on and praising them. Mm. A lot of these movies are going to be pretty bad, and yeah. I think, I think the enjoyment is going to be talking about some of these bad movies. I mean, t- to me, Axe was a really bad movie. Yeah. Um, there was nothing entertaining to talk about that movie. Yeah. Blood Feast is a worse movie, but so much more fun to talk about. Yeah.
2: I think I've probably seen all the good films on the list. I can't imagine there's going to be many on there that I haven't seen that turn out to be gems. I think the ones that are the great ones are the ones that I've either seen or I own. So next week, we've got The Burning, and like I said, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's a film I, I do enjoy, so I'm going to enjoy going back to it, because uh, it's been quite a few years. That's one that I used to own as a kid. It's one of the ones I picked based on the box. Um, what, yeah. are the, what are the other two we're doing?
0: Um, there's a movie called Blood Rights, which is also known as The Ghastly One. Okay. Um, from 1968, right, um, and then our last one will be of Bloody Moon, um, which is also known as Die Sage die Todes, which means the Saw of Death. Mm. Uh, it's also known as the Bloody Moon Murders. It's a German slasher film from '81. I can tell yeah, you right now, yep, yeah, I can tell you right now that of the upcoming ones, I have seen The Burning and I've seen Blood Rites. Okay i have never seen bloody moon so um i would be quite interested to check one because this week i had seen um the beast in heat and i had seen before obviously a bay of blood i had never seen blood feast so i'm kind of looking forward to that like the burning is to me is a master class you've got a uh,
2: really nice blu-ray collectors edition haven't you yeah, from Scream Factory, yeah. so... I was yeah. today, and I, was, I don't know why I looked, because I know it's US, but I clicked on Amazon anyway just to get it to confirm to me that, yeah, I can't, I can't have it. because
0: yeah I region free player,
2: <laughs> so I'm going to have to download that some way.
0: Yeah, it is, it, is, it is online in places. I think you can stream it on YouTube and things like that. Once again, what we'll do is we will make sure that um, where possible if we can find the movies we will post them in the Facebook page yeah. um, if you're listening to this show you've not seen any of the movies we're talking about if you jump over to our Facebook page very easy to do, Facebook type in the top search bar doing the nasty, you will see a post from myself with the location of all three movies online that you can stream, yeah. um, watch those uh, preferably before you hear our reviews or if you you can't be bothered, listen to our reviews and if a picture interest in any of them, go back and check them out um, and yeah, it's, this, is, this has been a lot of fun again, Andy. I cannot wait for episode three. I mean, doing the math right now, we have um, 65 titles or 66, I think?
2: 66?
0: 70. Oh, left, yeah. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. We have yeah, 66 movies left to go. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun here. We're about a fifth through the the actual prosecuted films. When we go to the non prosecuted ones, there's gonna be far more popular, well known titles than that. Mm, I think um, the is the
2: first one in that. Yeah, I can't, wait, can't I've wait. Got the Arrow and Blu-ray of that, yeah, and I can't wait watch that again.
0: One of my one of my favorite movies is one of my favorite film team, not only one of my favorite Filch movies is one of my favorite Italian horror movies of all time. Yeah, I think it's fucking amazing. So yeah, there's so much good stuff still to come up. The only way that you can check that out though is on our Facebook page. And remember, uh, go across and make sure that you are subscribed um, to Horrorfilia Podcast Network. Yeah, they are the ones that host us. Thank you very much again to our Overlord uh, Jason Lloyd. Yeah, thank you, sir. And he has been tirelessly at work. We have our own web page on the Horophilia site. If you go over to Horophilia.com and um, you go to podcasts, you will find the podcast page for doing the nasty, which will have all our episodes there. Obviously this is only the second one. It will become more vital the further we go along, if you want to go through from the beginning with us. But yeah, it has been fantastic. Remember, you can leave us some feedback on our Facebook page. Um, all feedback is most certainly welcome. Um, however, Andy, I think that's us done for another uh, another fortnight. Excellent. And um, we're gonna we're gonna go just now. Would you like to say goodbye to our listeners?
2: Goodbye, listeners. Thank you for listening.
0: Yep, and thank you very much. Remember, you can check out myself and Andy at our other podcasts. I do the podcast Under the Stairs. It's up on iTunes and part of the Legion Podcast Network. Andy does the Big Horror and Little Podcast, which can be listened to exclusively on Legion Podcast Network. Until next week, guys, take care of yourself. We'll speak to you soon. Bye! Bye!
2: Yeah. They were called
1: nasties and they were nasty. Some of the things that we've seen are so horrific. These films not only affect young people, but I believe they affect adults as well. An extravaganza of gory violence capable of depraving and corrupting those who watched it. I have never seen the video, Mr. I wouldn't. I actually don't need to see what I know is in that film.
0: Um, the most, it. <laughs> yay! I won't get it the second time round. Um, we did, we did Axe, and uh, we did um, Absurd. So um, the first three movie reviews from the the infamous list. Um, this is the particularly special part of the list because these are the ones that people got prosecuted for. So um, I, once again, how anyone could get prosecuted for distributing a copy of Axe blows my mind. Himself, you know I mean, literally
2: facing jail time. I mean, this is no joke. I think we need to kind of just reinforce to our kind of American listeners, obviously, wouldn't have known about this in, you know, in the eighties. People were literally being sent to prison, and it was yeah. normal guys. You know, say literally the guy around the corner that owns the local shop that sells all your can conven- you know, just like a convenience store. You had a little yeah. row of um, a little row of videos. There was a guy that got six months in prison. You know, this is a family man. He was, fa- he was taken from his family, put in prison, and his fucking life basically ruined just because he rented a video to someone. He criminal
0: should. record. Permanent criminal record. And that's never coming off your
2: record. It's going to no. be with yeah. your life. And yeah, I mean, it, it is insane, especially for something like Axe, because when you watch it, it's not even, it doesn't even come close. <laughs> To being uh-huh. you know, a, a, a frightening or grotesque or you know, like disturbing, it's, just, it's none of those things, yeah. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you, Duncan. It's uh, it's kind of crazy that that even made the list,
0: yeah. I just once again, it just blows my mind, but um, yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope you've all enjoyed um, getting to, to listen to some movie reviews, but we are going to, like I say, be working through the list alphabetically which means that in the next episode we're going to be talking about The Beast in Heat, which Mm is also known as SS Help Camp, uh, which I can't wait. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. I watched the trailer tonight. Oh, fuck, yeah. I saw the trailer a while ago, and it looks fucking... Mm -hmm. It looks like my sort of thing. Uh, We're going to be doing Bloodbath, which um, is, is also known as Twitch of the Death Nerve and famously A Bay of Blood which I can't fucking wait. That is one that I know very well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, although when reading this here, I think this might be the oldest film on the the, the list, actually. I think this came out in 72. Yeah. Which, once again, blows my mind. So I don't understand how Texas Chainsaw Massacre got through. I'm happy. You know, to know what? We time. were talking
2: about this, and I'm not sure if it's because it's big picture houses, perhaps. Maybe maybe and, you know i've got a bit of clout and kept them off the list because stuff like friday the 13th didn't make it on there. texas chainsaw all stuff that had kind of big picture house in america behind it possibly Six, yeah it skipped off the list and it was kind of the italian stuff and the indie stuff that made yeah. it on SA. i mean that that could be why i'm not sure but i think there mm. might have been a bit of backhand kind of uh, cash swapping going on for that
0: Uh, It it would not surprise me. It's more difficult to take down a large studio or take them to court than it is to take fucking that... Did um, So yeah, yeah so we're, like, we're going to be doing SS Hell Camp, which is the beast in heat. We're going to be doing Bloodbath or Be of Blood, and uh, our final review next week, well in a fortnight, in two weeks' time, it uh, will be <laughs> Blood <laughs> Blood Feast. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, Andy I hope uh, you have enjoyed chatting some nasties as much as I have.
2: I have. It's been good. It's um yeah, it's interesting these movies because like I say, I hadn't seen any of these three and I'd only heard of one of them, so it is a really good opportunity to kind of get to to go through them and like I say it's kind of weeding out the shit ones just so you guys at home don't have to bother watching them um, Yeah. and if we find a good one like I say like absurd, it's, it's well worth a the watch then uh, it will it will it'll come recommended
0: definitely definitely um, once again I'd like to thank uh, Jason Lloyd over at Horophilia for allowing us to exclusively um, put this podcast out on his network thanks Jason um, for taking
2: a blind leap of faith as well yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, he do you just like you know, like I uh, pitched the idea to him, and I think he, I think he's really interested as well because he's not seen a lot of movies on this list, and knew all video nasties but didn't know a lot of what we've talked about on the the show just now, like the background and all the rest. Yeah, I
2: mean, um, trying obviously put a little bit of trivia and background into the into every uh, review that we do because it is interesting the history for me. It's um, you know,
0: yeah, I think in, in some cases it's more interesting than the movies we'll be watching. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we have a Facebook page, um, a a group page that you can find by going to the search bar in Facebook and typing in doing the nasty. Um, Yeah, I'm aware that it has sexual connotations, but that's how my sense of humour works, and you're just going to have to deal with it. (laughs) Um, And I just want to stress that both myself and um, Andy are married men. Uh, we not have to ways each d- other. no, no. That's not a bit of stress. Yeah, we're, we're married to women, um, so not that there's anything wrong with not being. But uh, yeah, so doing the nasty. Obviously, I, I, I quite
2: fancy George Eastman
0: to be honest. Well, I'm t- he's a he's a looker. He's a looker. I don't I don't approve of his actions, but he's he's, he's quite a bit of a looker. Yeah, if he's I'm a, a, bit bit of a man.
2: By anyone, he, he can. <laughs> George Eastman can, can murder me anytime.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think I think so as well. <laughs> uh yeah, definitely. So um like I say, join our Facebook page, and can come across there, share your stories about video nasties, have you seen any from the infamous list? What are you looking forward to us tackling? I dare say many people will be be interested in listening to us go through cannibal holocaust a movie which i promised myself just
2: like six months ago
0: i was never going yeah. <laughs> to watch again
2: i'm not looking forward to it because i think in the spirit of, uh, of what we're doing it's got to be the fully uncut version
0: yeah i mean it I has have, to be the fully uncut
2: uh, recently tracked down the fully uncut version of i spit on your grave i got the american import because in britain you still can't get the uncut version of that yeah and um, the version you can find is the most uncut version but it still isn't uncut so yeah we've Mm. got to watch the totally uncut version of Cannibal Holocaust and I'm not looking forward to it because it's grim
0: yeah it's really fucking grim Um, but yeah we'll we'll be rattling through some of the most notorious films from that list as well as I dare say a lot of movies that one I've not seen that Andy's not seen that you might never have heard of before so really looking forward to getting through that and there's only one way you can hear that and that is to make sure that you're subscribed to the horophilia podcast network and make sure that um, leave us some feedback on iTunes this is our first show, there are kinks I dare say we've, we've, uh, we've not got a flawless show yet but I guarantee me and Andy are going to give it our best all the way right through this list, right to the very end. Andy, would you like to say goodbye to our faithful listeners?
2: Goodbye faithful listeners, thanks for listening and uh, drop us a message as well on the Facebook page to so let us know what you thought if you watch any of these films just give us a comment and see if you uh, agree with what we said about
0: them Yeah, and if, if you like the sound of her voice the cut of her jib Uh, it's also worth noting that both myself and andy have separate horror podcasts where we talk about things out with the video nasty list andy's is big horror and little podcast they are also on facebook they have a group page join his group page and you can listen to them exclusively through legion podcast network and myself i host the podcast under the stairs we're on facebook as well and you can also listen to us through Legion Podcast Network or check us out on iTunes. So, I mean, if if you're finishing up just now thinking, those guys sounded delightful, I want to get to know them a bit more. I want to <laughs> listen to more of their, their their banter. We've got other stuff out there, more content. Go forth and consume. Um, until the next time, uh, this is Duncan McLeish from Tune the Nasty and uh, my co-host Andy Blockley. Uh, and we're saying bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: They were called nasties, and they were nasty. Some of the things that we've seen are so horrific. These films not only affect young people, but I believe they affect adults as well. An extravaganza of gory violence capable of depraving and corrupting those who watched it. I have never seen the video, mister. I wouldn't. I actually don't need to see what I know is in that film.